Did you actually try the challenges that Luke was set? Yeah, I put my belt on the other way. Yeah, I put my belt on the other way. And I did the Benny G mouse challenge as well. That's fine because uh, I've, I've seen do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the belt, the sink one, nah, nah. That was weird. Let's be real. Mm, mm. Well, the sink one, I realized, you know, if I do, the sink here in the bathroom is small enough that I go front on. I don't go left or right. I just yeah, sort of hand go. under and, yeah. yeah. True story. Well, then you got to one week go f- front on, then the next week go to the right, and then the week after that go left. Say the back rotation. How do I? <laughs> <laughs> Rotational basis. So we in was it in the Sweezies last week or the Shitsaw Shootout when Luke came up with a very good uh, fantasy name, the DN three. I think it was the Diesel Dylan Huntington the third. Wasn't it Michael that said it? Uh, yeah. Yes, but heavily inspired. By yeah, yeah. yeah. I know much. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it got me thinking because uh, we run a or I run a very competitive uh, NFL f- um, fantasy. And I just reactivated the league uh, this week, and um, I, w- I won the title last year on oh, the shit. championship. And what I do with my team name is I change it every year, depending on uh, it. It's rap inspired. Okay. So <laughs> the, last year my team was called the Poopity Scoops. I don't know <laughs> if you. Re- I don't know uh, if you Kanye remember West. the Kanye Wesker Poopity Scoop. Poopity scoop. Poop de scoop de poop. Just, you know, one of his best. I mean, I don't blame him. No. And then, at that um, point, I'd be throwing yeah, shit oh, at yeah, the wall. Oh, literally. Yeah. Sorry. And then uh, another one that I used, uh, the, I think my favorite team name that I had was, uh, you know, um, Panda by Designer, where it's like, Panda, 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 Panda. Panda. No? Yeah. <laughs> you, you know? No. Yeah. yeah. Um, wasn't he the Kanye's prodigy? <laughs> yeah, like, it was. Yeah, yeah. Both sound like just terrific songs. Yeah. Um, panda, 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 panda. I got broads in Atlanta. So my team name, inspired from that, I've got broads in Atlanta, was my team name was No Broads in Atlanta. Because okay. I ain't got no broads in Atlanta. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. It's, yeah, yeah. it's true. So, yeah, I try and use Weird like- thing to brag about. Yeah. yeah. I, I try and use like rap- Things for like what's relevant that year. For sure. Anyway, for sure. Um, this year I've used uh, Drake as my inspiration because of his amazing post post victory interview with the Toronto Raptors. Have you heard this? No, I have not. This is just it's just a guy that's just so hyped up on his shit that like he doesn't even know what he's saying. Brilliant. Like he's just he's just so delirious. He's just happy. so amped and there's a million microphones and a million cameras and he's just come up with just some absolute absolute gold. So take a listen to this Vilkins. Up to the screen and know what it means. We did this. We did this 
Are you going to be chips with the dip? Um, <laughs> Vilkins. Yes. You better bring them dips because <laughs> I want my chips with the dip. <sighs> yeah, man. It feels like. Did like, he throw a shout out to Big Pop? He did. He threw shout he out, shout out to Big Dylan Napper as well. It's unbelievable. Sometimes as a creative, you got to throw your shit at the wall. But like, it sounds like that chips and dip was maybe part of like a much better metaphor when he wasn't drunk and trying to explain yeah, it like yeah. to a reporter. It's kind of like, like it's kind of like he was thinking about using it yeah, at yeah, some yeah. point, and then he just got too worked like up. The night and he's before, just like, he nailed it. Yeah, and he's yeah. Well, what's the game? Like, oh, it's like chips and dip. <laughs> That's all I know. You know what I mean. Kawhi bringing those chips. Bring, bringing a chip to the city. I want my chips with a dip. That's he's, all he's I know. right, though. I mean, like, in terms of basketball, you don't just want chips. You want and dips. Yeah. You want it all. I want my chips with a dip. You know? So and they win. So you're getting it all. You're getting everything. Bring them dips. I, bring them dips. I'm giving him a lot of the benefit of the dip. So as the defending He could chip. just be at a basketball game. <laughs> And he just got chips. Someone yeah. didn't bring dips. And he's like, this is the worst day ever. That, that's all I know. I, I want my chips with the dip. So, yeah. I'm glad um, you showed me that. As defending champion, <laughs> I've, uh, my team name is going to be chips with the dip. Hashtag bring them dips. I also like the bit where he says, let me go back to it because it's just too funny. Wait for it. Right, this bit. It's not about what it means. You know what it means. No, I don't. Just look up there. Look at the screen. Look at the screen. It's not that. It's not about what it means. You know what it means. Like, that's just a guy who's just like. I love how he gets a post game interview. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They won game six in Oakland and he's getting interviewed in Toronto. Like, and that's what comes with it. So, yeah. So, um, so, in honor of Luke coming up with a very good, uh, or Vilkins and uh, Luke coming up with a good fantasy name, D- DN three. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick as defending champion with chips with the dip. I love oh, it because okay. that's what that's all I know. It's gonna... not about what it means. You know what it means, Vilkins. Apple bottom jeans, <laughs> chips with the dip. That's, that's <laughs> I think I'm gonna keep my um. Fantasy name the same. Yeah, look, Benny G actually has the best fantasy name ever. Is this the revolution? Yeah, the revolution. Yeah, man. You, that, you're that, not going to top it. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd let it ride. Yeah, you can never beat that. I mean, we have a guy, Lockie, who his team name is Simpsons Related. And a lot of ours are Simpsons Related in this NFL fantasy. And he, um, his team name is The Spungos in homage to the Simpsons episode where they go to the Super Bowl. And they use the fake tickets. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. one of the teams here is named the Spongos. And so we use like a hashtag for the Spongos. We use hashtag Spongo Nation. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I um, shout out, Lockie. Are you going to do good this year, mate? Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. What? He's like, he makes some controversial he trades. Oh. <laughs> He's fucking shit. He's like, yeah, he's old enough. He's like the Philadelphia 76ers. Like, he's two years away from being two years away. <laughs> <laughs> he just can't do it. Uh, so, yeah, there's your cold opening, Vilkins. I love That's it. That's all I know. That's okay. I want those chips with the dip. Well, bring uh- them dips. Cricket, cricket, cricket. 
what it is. Are we actually going to have this in the podcast? Have you got the run? <laughs> cricket, cricket, cricket. Bats, bats, bats. Balls, 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 balls. And then make like a... <laughs> oh, I love it. Because I we won't spend too much time talking about the free agency stuff. And then we don't really talk about too much there. As, uh, speaking of the free agency stuff, uh, Luke is obviously away this episode, uh, off uh, having negotiations with other podcasts. I'm sure. Look, ladies who leave, yeah, their ratings have dropped. That, yeah, and, and they're they're thinking they need to up their game with some uh, social ladies and Luke that lead. <laughs> ladies and Luke that league with socially <laughs> awkward questions. <laughs> yeah. So they're so looking. You at guys are putting on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you said you had sports questions. Look. <laughs> no, 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 no. We miss him dearly. But yes, he's away this yes. episode. Welcome. Yes, to another episode of Sporting Woods. We're so close to jumping straight into it's it. Right, I yeah, talked all over it. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, we got uh, Luke is a notable absentee today. You know, it's like, almost like an RDO for him today. Uh, we got Benny G back for his fantasy feedback and uh, Vilkins here as well. Um, we will start with the absolute bomb that is the NBA free agency. And yeah, um, Go ahead there, Tim. It was... Have there been any groundbreaking oh, look, stories? Just a couple, been, a couple, of, couple of little yeah. rumblings here and there. But uh, oh, oh, yeah, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I could have said any other. Yeah, yeah sorry. The... Um, the big one, Kawhi, signing with the Clippers. Now, who would have thought that Kawhi signing with the Clippers would be the second biggest story, considering it was everything was hyped up around KD and that, but we kind of already knew where Kawhi was still very up in the air, and that was the number one story uh, in NBA free agency. Until Paul George was traded from Oklahoma City to the Clippers. And it turns out that in the negotiations and the pitching uh, of the Lakers and the Clippers and the Raptors to Kawhi, Kawhi basically came out to the Clippers and said, if you trade for Paul George, I will sign for you. So what did the Clippers do? They traded they for everything. Paul. They, <laughs> yeah. they, they gave up everything. And this was a little infographic that came, uh, I think it was on ESPN. This is what the Thunder are getting. ESPN? ESPN. They're getting uh, Miami's 2021 first round pick, unprotected. So wherever it falls, they get it. They're getting the 2022 Clippers first round pick. Again, unprotected. So wherever that falls, but probably it'll be high. 2023 first round pick from Miami, which is lottery protected. So it, it's got to be from 15 onwards. Lottery protected, so it's not part of the lottery. Yeah, so no if, matter what happens. Yeah, so let's yeah. say if Miami get Miami fall down and they get the first pick in that year, the Clippers don't get it. Sweet. Oh, sorry. OKC don't get it. They have they wait for an, a future year. Yeah, yeah. Um, they will swap first round draft picks in 2023 and 2025. Um, so the Clippers actually worked that one out because you think OKC is going to fall, so they might get OKC's first round pick, which could be pretty high. Mm. Um, and they also get uh, unprotected first round picks in 2024 and 2026. So all in all, 
they get one, two, three. They get guaranteed four first round picks from the Clippers. They get a lottery protected first round pick, and then they swap two first rounders with the Clippers. Plus, they also get uh, oh god, who they get? Gilgis Alexander. I can't pronounce it. And they also get Gallinari as well. So like, it's just a mammoth haul, and they did payovers for him because the Clippers didn't want Kawhi to go to the Lakers. So they said, yeah. well, we'll pretty much do anything to get Paul George. If if that is the one thing that will get you here, we'll make it happen. And they did. So, yeah, I mean. It must suck uh, a couple of years down the track, like especially if you're not previously uh, uh, in charge of picking the teams and whatnot, to find out, oh, yeah, can we pick this? Oh, we should be getting first pick. And it's like, nah, mate, we traded that away seven years ago for mm. someone who doesn't play for us anymore. More. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a complete it? It, yeah, and that, exactly. Them to stay. That's the that's the gamble that, that you're paying. Like if you if you're giving away picks from seven seven years from now, like you're obviously making an investment in the now, mm. and you, oh, mm. we'll worry about that later. Um, who who are the main Clippers at the moment? Kawhi, Paul George, um, Patrick Beverly. That's about it. Yeah, right. They're they're retooling like um. Like the Lakers have. And so, yeah, I mean, this has ra- massive ramifications for the league. And we'll start with Russell Westbrook. Now, there's been reports that Westbrook and the Thunder are going to mutually part ways. Um, so, there's even potential there for for OKC to get even more draft picks. And just as we went to air, there was an article written on, again, on ESPN, that um, the Rockets are looking to, to um, facilitate a trade. Um, they didn't say who, but it'd be... Chris Paul would then have to go if Westbrook goes there. Potential uh, reuniting of um, former teammates Westbrook and Harden. Um, Miami could be a place as well. Um, Miami's been uh, in the market. They signed Jimmy Butler, so Westbrook-Butler situation there. Um, Goran Dragic can be used as some trade bait for Miami um, to, to facilitate the deal. And also the Knicks are still in play. Um, so does Westbrook wait it out with the Knicks? But if he waits it out with the Knicks, you may as well stay in OKC because he's still going to get his max contract. He's still on max contract money. So, yeah, some decisions that need to be made there. And, and the, G- the GM, Sam Presti at um, OKC, will probably take the um, trade with the most draft picks, I think. They could have like 20 draft picks in the next six years or something like that, like first-round draft picks as well. That would just be phenomenal. And you can package them to get the number one pick you know, a couple for a couple of years. Like that that's how crazy it can get. It's like we'll give you our pick, which could be like pick four plus the Clippers pick, which could be like thirty, and try and get number one or something like that. So yeah. So that, is there any like future number one picks that they kind of like future Zion prodigy type people come through? They're not really sure. Not yet, yet yeah. And you won't find that out until like the year before. Because they yeah. come in everyone's so hyped in high school. Yeah. And then, um, and then they play that year of college. So, yeah, it's you can't really say. But but Zion was like a generational player. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like a LeBron. Like that's how big the hype was around him. Um, there was some pretty big hype around Andrew Wiggins when he came out, but um, that's turned out to be a bit of a bust. But will Zion be as good as LeBron? <sighs> Hard to say. I don't think anyone could be, but he's got all the skills. He can play one through four. Um, like LeBron will, you know, essentially, I think by the time he's in his prime, the center position might even be 
non-existent. So mm. all he, these trades and stuff, what does that mean for LeBron? Well, exactly. And excellent segue. Thank you very much, Benny G. Says a lot. <laughs> You're getting real good at this podcasting segue. Yeah, but, yeah I love smooth it. Smooth as. So I think another big part of it is is what does it say about LeBron? Well, I mean, Kawhi could have easily gone to the Lakers. And again, Kawhi is his own man. But last year, Paul George had the option of signing with the Lakers on a max contract as well. Decided to stay in OKC. And then gets traded after requesting a trade saying, this is a situation, to the Clippers. So that's almost... Well, that's essentially a slap in the face to LeBron because Paul George had the option to sign with LeBron. Like, they would have made the deal. But chose not to, but then has now chosen to to be traded to the Clippers to work and play against uh, play with Kawhi. So, uh, you know, l- there's some undertones there. Mm. It's not going to be as easy as just putting it together like Cleveland as well because you had Kyrie already there and Kuzma is a very good player but not on the level of Kawhi and then Kevin Love wanted to, to come play as well. Now, I would say Anthony Davis is an upgrade, but everyone's getting older as well. And the, the vets that they've had to sign because they were holding out for Kawhi, you know, they ended up getting DeMarcus Cousins and JaVale McGee re-signed and, and um, Rondo re-signed and things like that. So they, they probably missed out on opportunities to get players that they technically wanted because they were holding out for Kawhi. Now they didn't get it. Not that they're making panic moves, but yeah, they just can't. The team that they thought they were going to have obviously isn't going to be there. Yeah. I mean, another case is the Knicks. The owner, James Dolan, just assumed that everyone was going to want to come to New York. But that didn't happen. But yeah, I think there's some undertones about playing with LeBron and look what happened last year. They traded everyone. That, you know, the, the, there was a threat of trading everyone and now they have traded everyone just to get one person. Like, you know, your job's never safe and, and he controls the team and which controls your future and stuff like that. So yeah, there's a little bit of um, a, uh, a backlash, I suppose, to um, to that. So... Very interesting. I think most of the most of the pieces have fallen, but what, Ru- Russell Westbrook is now the next piece, which just sounds crazy to think. Like two weeks ago, he wasn't even thought of as potential trade, and look what ha- look what's happened. It's just it, the NBA free agency is just crazy. Where do you reckon? Do you reckon Rockets is probably the Likely destination. I think. Oh, look, I like. I like him with Butler in Miami. They're both hard nuts, hard workers, and and um, grind, grinders. Him? Yeah, that's the problem. Like they just got rid of a couple of players. I think Whiteside went to Portland, um, and they'd probably have to give up Dragic. I don't think. I don't think they get out of it. I don't think. Yeah, Miami keep Dragic in that potential trade, so that might be a hold up. Plus, also, I, I read out a lot of Miami's first round picks in the Paul George trade. So I don't know how much uh, draft picks they might have there mm. as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I like, I, mean, I, I don't know. They, it, it's someone crazy. could just come out of way left field and sign him up. He might he, he might be at the Knicks. He might be at the Rockets. But then Rockets, what do they do? Who Who's in that? Like Capella, probably not because they've got Steven Adams. So it has to be Chris Paul. And I don't think he'd want to play with OKC given his age and the fact that he still hasn't won a title. So where does he go? Like, you know, like it's just, there could be potential roll-ons after each, each trade. And like there always is, but like, these are big, 
big names. They're not just yeah, this is huge. they're not this just is, yeah. role players. You know what I mean? It's they're just full on first string players. So yeah, uh, it's just crazy. Every every hour there's something different. So yeah, keep an eye on it. I I, I would like to. I'd <laughs> like lost to track. Yeah, I'd like to see him in Miami. I think that'd be really cool. And it props up the East because Philly's got Al Horford as well now, and Boston. You know, with Kemba. Um, Toronto's obviously going to go down now that they don't have thing, but yeah, that could be a place that Westbrook ends up. I don't like. Who knows? It's just crazy. All right, moving right along, the Barty Party continues to roll. Uh, and speaking of roll-ons, speaking of roll-ons, yes. The um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. That's a that's a good joke for people that are in the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and people listening are like, it's funny. Yeah, it's yeah, not it's that, that funny, funny but, but <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't get it. You we know we, we had to do a take two there, and I just said the same joke in the yeah. same spot. Yeah. You're welcome, <laughs> listeners. <Yeah. laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, so continues to be be very dominant. Uh, moving into, what, the fourth round, she plays some, what, Risk? Risk, 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 risk. American. Um, well, like Risk Day, tennis, like uh, holding. I don't know, I'll stop. Yeah. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sets up. A potential quarterfinal matchup with Serena. So, um, yeah, no, looks very, very dumb. I think she won 6-1, 6-1. Looking, you know, she's in form 15 in a row. Uh, so, yeah, that Serena matchup will be the ultimate test. And the the draw has kind of opened up for her um, towards the back end of the tournament. So, mm. you know, the whole – this time, you know, by the time you hear the next episode, we'll know if she's, she's won or not. So, um, yeah, the whole country's behind her. Let's hope Channel 7 is too. Yeah, a absolute disgrace. Um, and I'll just very quickly bring up Kyrgios because I don't want to give him too much oxygen. But if if his name was anyone other than Nick Kyrgios, I would say I'd be proud of his effort against Nadal because he took him all the way in both tiebreakers. Um, and it's kind of weird because, like, yes, Wimbledon's probably his best tournament, like the best chance, but... Yeah, just couldn't get it done in those big moments, and that's where it all comes down to for him. It's the pub session. Um, the night before. The night before. Yeah, chatting up reporters. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, everyone get behind Ash Barty. She's the last Aussie in the singles, both men and women. Uh, we'll continue with with a little bit of women's sport here. The US have won the Women's World Cup uh, in the soccer. A um, couple of notable performances towards the back end of the tournament there. Uh, Rapinoe, um, you know, called out Donald Trump. You know, there's this whole thing about her, like, is she really American if she calls out Donald Trump during a World Cup for America and does she deserve to play for America and all this blah, 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 rubbish. But she's their best player and, and ended up, <laughs> yeah. you know, scored That's a goal. That all falls down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. tradition yeah. in sports. Yeah, scored a goal uh, in the final and um, was was the hero of the tournament for them. But I, I particularly liked uh, the, the semi-final between uh, the US and England where Alex Morgan scored the go-ahead goal, I think it was, and then did the little take a sip of a cup of tea with the pinky up. That was fucking Nothing amazing. Wrong with that. that was so good. Um, I don't think there's large outrage, but I do enjoy people that do have a problem with it. That was totally fine, I feel. Oh, yeah. Well, that celebration was just... I just thought it was funny. And and I think there was, a lot, again, a lot of levels where it was, you know, England was saying, like, this is our chance and we're going to take over and blah, blah, blah. This is our chance to be number one and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) 
Like I'll sip you. I'm I'm just here sipping my tea while you guys think that you're better than me. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of um backlash from obviously the like the media around the world saying like it's so disrespectful mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Especially they when they looking for something. I think right. they beat t- yeah. Thailand twelve nil and like, nil, and they yeah. were like just every every goal were just carrying on. So like that the stigma because they just they know they're that good. Mm. They should be a little bit more respectful. Mm. But it's fucking World Cup. Do what you want. Oh, and in a World Cup semi-final, like, I had a little bit of Thailand an issue with Thailand different. at 17-0. Like, do it for the first two, and then after that, you know, move on. Oh, but in yeah, a World Cup semi-final, fucking, yeah. you've earned the right. She's not flipping people off or, no. you know. No, she's, oh, that's a pretty big one. Yeah. But like she, That pinky up, geez. Yeah, oh, but that one is good. Like, But, yeah, like, I think, you know, not that England were trash-talking, but there was definitely the... It's coming home. Yeah, all of that sort of thing, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah actually, that's a great point. They are absolutely like top of the list shit talkers. Yeah, yeah. You know, throwing sledging and singing and songs. Like, and yeah, yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like you haven't won anything. <laughs> and you're, you're, you know, if you want to crown them, crown them. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but they are, but yeah, they hadn't won anything. So yeah. wh- where's the chat? And that's what I think Alex Morgan was just like, pipe down in the corner over there while the real women play. So yeah. Uh, good victory. I wonder if they'll get invited to the White House. That's now the next controversial topic for them. Everyone but Rappin. Yeah, everyone but Rappin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they'll probably turn it down anyway. Oh, like, I'm sure they will. That seems to be the in thing. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Um, moving right along to the Women's Ashes. Uh, Australia's won the third one day uh, in emphatic fashion. Uh, friend of the show, Elise Perry, with a phenomenal performance, 7 for 22. Uh, to, to bowl England out for seventy five, I think they were chasing two forty or something mm. like that. Um, so yeah, I thought I thought it was going to be a bit more competitive. The first two games were quite competitive, but class shining through. Um, you know, I think just Elise Perry's that far ahead of everyone else that you know she just needs that one performance to really show why she's the best in the world. Uh, so yeah, now they'll move into. I think they play T twenties next, and then the finish with the test or do they play the test and finish with the t20s i can't remember but yeah and and it's weird i think that, it's test next yeah yeah now that i say it out loud and it, it i kind of don't like the point system that they use like it's all um because they don't play like three tests or five tests as the ashes they use it over the three formats um i think we're almost at that point where we can probably play Maybe even two, just two tests as the Ashes, and then have the T twenties and one day as the separate things like the men's. Yeah. I think I think we're almost there. So, yeah, the girls will the girls will keep uh, keep on keeping on. So, um, Elise Perry might feature later on in the episode. Um, moving into the men, <laughs> I just, love that we're doing foreshadowing. Now. Yeah, oh mate, I'm just setting setting it up. Look, but that's re- probably really the last skills. we've heard we've of Elise Perry. Perry. Yeah, <laughs> we've got. Benny G doing segways now. Yeah, yeah. It's a tight we're, ship. We're, yeah, exactly. So yeah, we'll move on to the to the men's Australia uh, falling at the worst possible time. Uh, last look, they didn't. It wasn't a comprehensive loss by any stretch of the imagination. It was just the way in which they lost against South Africa: two injuries and two sort of critical injuries. You've got um, Usman Khawaja confirmed ruled out uh, with a hamstring injury. Uh, Matthew Wade. Uh, who a lot of people thought should have been selected in the squad anyway, probably even ahead of Kwaja, given his form over the shield, uh, comes in. And he's been performing really well for Australia, A, who are also over in England um, at this stage. Uh, so, yeah, I don't actually think we lose too much, to be brutally honest. And, I, and in fact, I think he can even come in. I'd probably take him over Hanscom 
after Sean Marshall was ruled out with a broken arm. Uh, after an, after a horror net session where um, Maxwell and Marsh got injured. So, yeah, I... I where does did, Wade come into the lineup? Well, you move Steve Smith to three, and you probably... And we spoke about this last week. Australia's weakness, and it was, again, shown in this this game against Africa, is that middle order. Because if you are three down and you need to rely on Stoyne and Maxwell to get you through, it's not going to happen, and they've proven it twice now. But they can't really get us over the line. Stoyne took 13 balls to get off the mark on a road, batting five. Like I just, It just can't happen in, in one-day tournament play. So, it, it, Matty Wade at five. And then we kind of mentioned it again last week. Where do we do you move Alex Carey up? But if you move him up and he gets out, then fucked. the towel's fucked. Like, you don't have that guy to come in and help out. And the towel did wag. Like, there was some good performances towards the end. But yeah, I, I Matty Wade at five. So you'd go Warner Finch Smith. Or you'd probably have to go four. Mm, I think it's thinking it out loud. Because yeah, you can't yeah. really bring Hanscom in. I, I just, Yeah, this yeah, is what know. happens now with this injury. Yeah, it really changes the setup. And Stoin's also under an injury cloud himself with um because yeah, he can't come up to four. The side strength. No, he definitely can't playing. come up to four. So you'd probably have to put I don't know if you could bring Hanscom in at four. It'd be a tough decision. It's going to have to be one of them, Hanscom or Wade. At four. Yeah. And what if Stoinis is ruled out? Well, both are in. Four and five. Yeah. I, I think you have to go batting given what's happened over the last couple of games where we had have lost wickets early Yeah, and we haven't been able to, to manage a full recovery. Like we've recovered, but like not to the point that other teams like India and and England have in the past. So that's we really not we really need um Stark to just go nuts. But again, like this game it was on a road. Yeah. And um DeCock and Mark Markram got off to a really good start and that's what happens. Like if you've got a weak middle order, you really need your fast bowlers to fire early. Um particularly if you're gonna have to chase them down. Like you really need early wickets. And it's just that's where this all falls apart for Australia. Where, do you know where we're playing in the semi? Edgebaston at Birmingham. And have they played many games in it? I don't. I cup? I was going to look that up. I just I forgot to look it up. I, I'm not too sure. Just pray that it's a bowler's wicket. Well, yeah. Well, I think we really need it to be. Even though Joffre Arch is still killing it and things like that, I think it does need to be more of a green top for us to to win. And um, yeah, because Lyon was he got the first two wickets against the Souths, didn't he? Yeah, very just good. Just change of pace. Yeah. Look, and you know, another thing that was kind of not mentioned, Alex Carey missed a faff stumping early on um, and he ended up scoring a ton and things like that. So that could have changed the game as well. But line ball very well. And that's mm. another thing. Him coming into the team has really solidified that spot. So you could potentially take a Maxwell out to bring in extra batsmen and, or, or rely on Maxwell less as a bowler um, moving forward. So yeah, the two semifinal matchups are New Zealand and India. And Australia, England. So Australia's got backs against the wall. <laughs> They're going to have to go England and probably India to win the tournament, which is kind of the nightmare scenario we were all hoping wouldn't happen. And it has happened. Um, Would you rather a fast verse New Zealand? Yeah. In the semi? Yeah. Just after what happened. And if you get Williamson out, you can almost run it. But New Zealand are a great team, and I don't want to just you know all three. All three would be very difficult. But yeah, I reckon it'd be 
I reckon the semis are going to be awesome. Yeah, oh, it's going to be fantastic. It's two great games. Yeah, so New Zealand and India uh, play on Tuesday night here in Australia and, and Australia-England play on Thursday. So it's just a massive week of sport with Origin coming up as well on Wednesday. Yeah, and then Wimbledon going on. And- yeah, Wimbledon, Tour de France is on. Like, and like this is where we lose our sleep. All right, so um, <laughs> unfortunately with the footy, we're going to start the second week in a row talking about the referees. I, I, full yeah, disclosure, cool. full disclosure, you know, we all know that I'm a Tiger supporter here and full disclosure, we all know that we got robbed on a couple of decisions during throughout the game. Now, Jess was the only one to tip the Tigers in our tipping comp, but she forgot to realize that Henry Perinara was the referee, so she couldn't change her tip quick enough because Her- Perinara just fucking stitches up every week. The, oh, they they is, made is it. Is that th- a joke or is that like a legitimate worry? Legit, like oh, this like, guy. like, like when I saw before kickoff that Paranara was the referee, mm. I considered not watching the game. Far out. Yeah. Yeah, we all saw what he did to the Cowboys last week. So. <laughs> but yeah, like just every time. Yeah. I w- I'd like, I'd love not to. not get picked up by somebody? I would love to see a stat mm. of his games against the Tigers. It would be less than 10% win rate. I'm not, and like. I'm not yeah, even. That, that I'm not like even joking. Yeah, I'm not even joking. It would. It would. It would be no more than twenty percent. Now the Tigers' win rate over the last five years, let's say, has been less than fifty percent. But just sure, the proportion, especially. Would be, yeah. Yeah. The, oh, oh, they made a new rule, Vilkins. You'll be interested to interested yeah. to hear this. New traditions. Yeah, <laughs> new traditions. <laughs> Excellent segue for an hour's time when we do, <laughs> when we do yeah. the shit We're foreshadowing shit. this oh, episode. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what happens when a, play, when a player kicks... A, so when the player goes to kick a ball and the, and the opposition player runs at the player kicking the ball uh-huh. and, it, and they charge it down, so it's a charge down, the ball is live and because the opposition player's played it, the, the kick... If the team that kick regathers the ball, it's a restart of a set. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> Perinara's decided to make a new rule where if you do a charge down, it's still the last. You don't get the reset. So, Farris kicked the ball straight into a bloke who's running a million miles an hour at him. To what? And so instead of a whole new set of... Six, yeah, yeah, we right. regather the ball and it's like, changeover. Are you shitting me? In 110 years of rugby league, that's a charge down. In 100, 110 years. And yeah, you're saying not play that. that. That's fucked. Then in that set, the Tigers took a bloke out whose foot clearly went out and the touchdown just a metre and a half away and didn't put his flag up. And then they scored two plays later. I know it was early on in the game, but just things like that just twist it in a way that just kills you. I just, you just can't, there's no excuse for it. I mean, it's a charge, a charge down is a charge down. Yeah. From day one, when this sport was invented, it's a charge down. And then the amount of times the Roosters players were taking out the legs of the Tigers kickers was just yeah, Brooks, unbelievable. Almost got Brooks, Brooks almost did four ACLs. He's got two knees. <laughs> From the kicks. Like, that. that's why it got rubbed out, because kickers would get knee injuries, because they were just targeting in the knees. Yeah, I'm thinking of Scotty Prince. Yeah, classic example. Mm. And out of the, I think there was five that were late on the knees that 
and only one of them was picked up. And Tupanu is going to get a, at least a two-week suspension for it. Mm. Like, it was called a penalty. It wasn't even put on report from memory. And he's going to get two weeks. All the other ones were just as bad as that. So, I don't know what's happened. But, like, that's... You, you're deliberately taking out a player's legs. Like, that's that's not on. And we've seen that at the start of the year. It was heavily... Um, you know, they heavily penalised it. And in this game, nothing happened. And the, and it, they just continued to let it happen. And Brooks was getting killed out there. And nothing was done about it. And it just really gave me the shits because they're supposed to be looking after the kickers. And I guarantee if it happened to Cooper Cronk, mm. holy fuck, there'd be sin bins and everything like that. But it was just, oh, it just gave me the absolute shits when we're trying to win a game. And we're getting our... Our kicker's getting his legs taken out and nothing's happening. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Start punching on. Like, yeah, it was just crazy. Rude not to. Yeah. Now, the Roosters will complain. Roosters fans are like, oh, what about the late hit on Cooper Cronk? Well, first of all, Cooper Cronk went down. It was a Josh Alloy hit. It was a good hit, right? And he literally just let the ball go. Like, there was no way he could back out. And it was it was fine hit. It even went up to the bunker and they reviewed it and said there was nothing wrong with it. And so, there's nothing to complain about there. Plus, they won the game. So yeah, I just I was just really upset at at just the decision like that costs us points, and it's hard when you're when you're a young team and you you know you're in a must win situation, and someone just changes the rules. Like, it's just unbelievable. And speaking of changing the rules, when you score a try, you need to have your hand on on the ball with downward pressure. That was my understanding. Ken Mamalo scored the definition of a try and went up to the video referee and the video referee took it off him because he lost control despite the fact it never left his hand. Yeah. They need uh, to go back and replay like East End Masters try and yeah. Ken Mamalo and be like, what, what was the what difference? difference? None. I was happy with Masters being yeah, a I was try happy with that too. and I was happy with Mamalo. Mamalo's looked more like a try. And they tell you, that's twice now the, with the Warriors on sideline. One of them's worked out for him. Yeah, the it's, they, they almost cancelled each other out. But it's just like, who Luckily will- Luckily they won the game. But it's like, who will police the police? Yeah, that was shocking. And it's just unbelievable. It's like, get a bunker to review the bunker decisions. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. And it was funny. If you go back and watch the post-match interview between, uh, of the Nathan Brown and Stephen Coney, both of them were blowing up. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know there's a problem when both referees blow up. Like, yeah, I think Brownie came out and said that the refereeing at the start of the year is just completely different to what's going on now. Now they just can't wait to blow for a penalty with the start of the year. They were letting it go again. Oh, but I just think it's those key moments. Like, And um, Newcastle, um, with that sin bin last week, they got stitched up there against the Broncos. Like that was a oh, joke. Yeah. That shouldn't have been a sin. So well, like, I think that stems from that as well. Yeah. There was another one that happened in this game when um, Peter Hicku got oh, knocked yeah. out. Yeah. And well, I don't really know. The Knights scored it a kind try. Of, it kind of, yeah. Sony mentality. Thanks, mm. Supercoach guys. Anyway. Um, and then I think in the, the ref kind of said that the trainer didn't notify anyone to stop the game. So that's why we kept going. It kind of reminded me, of when the cows the and nanny. stuff like that. Yeah. But, it, but the thing was, they scored the try after the next, the next play, play so which is like, really hard. It's like, how is the trainer? The trainer's supposed to be off the field. Yeah. So how can he get out there and call knocked out? And look, I get it. And I said earlier in the year, the 
the referees aren't triage nurses. Mm. But, like, yeah, there's a guy out there who's, like, can't get up. But technically, he was out of play. Like, they weren't going back to him. So, uh, that one's yeah, a little that, bit more contentious. Does- mean that everyone has to shift over yeah. to cover that offence anyway, which yeah, leaves the hole in the exactly. Bed. And that's a duty of care thing. Yeah. It's, I feel that's like that's a one tough that's going to be looked at and they're going yeah. to, it's going to have to change something because that's, yeah. mm. it's, like, it's like a grey area where yeah. they're kind of like, well, it opens he, he could it have up. scored anyway, but it's. Yeah. It opens it up for um, too much interpretation for the referees when we can't even, when Harry, Henry Perinara can't determine what a charge down is, how he's supposed to. Yeah. Determine what a concussion is. That like that's that would be the argument against. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't a good look. I'll say that. So yeah, enough ranting about the referees. Let's get into a bit of analysis. And and the the number one story coming out of the the football perspective is the return of Luke Keery. And again, just shows the class that he has coming back after, you know, what, five concussions in eighteen months or something like that. Something took crazy. a step back and, and well I think he was forced to take a step back, but I think he realized Sounds like it was a good idea. Five concussions, yeah, like yeah, and like that that last one was brutal um, yeah. up in Newcastle. There, what's that line in Archer? It's sort of like you know, yeah, you get a couple of freebies, yeah, and then yeah, and then and then where yeah, you got to look after yourself. And after I think because he he had had concussion like the game before, so they're like two in a row that like hit some sort of protocol where you yeah. have to just mm, mm. so yeah, sit and, the fuck down. And the thing with concussion recovery is that like it's not linear. Like you, it's not like quantum, like an ankle injury or something like that. We can each week see progress. It's, it's very up and down. Um, but to be fair, like they, they don't know how long you need off. No, they're, they're taking a, a guess mm-hmm. like a off studies mm-hmm. from non-humans. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not even a joke. Cause a guy came on, um, come up with, I think it was with Lara Pitt. He was, had an interview, one of the neurologists and he sort of said like, we, we take like an educated guess about these things, but everyone's different and we're not quite sure. We have like scans and stuff, but there's no We've actual data behind it. Giving orangutans concussions <laughs> on the regular. Area 51. It was, re- yeah. it was really funny to um, to listen to because you could tell that he wasn't saying everything that he wanted to because yeah. he knew that there was implications if he did. So mm-hmm. he was really, and he was trying to put it in layman's terms because yeah. not everyone will understand. So it was really awkward, but anyway. But what about Kiri, the first play of the game? Instead of passing up to his forward, he runs it himself. Yeah, well, that and, and I'm like, well, I that, think that was a deliberate play yeah. as well to kick it to Kiri and it see looks, what he does. It looks, yeah, but he took it up and full credit to him. Like you know, it's yeah, a, but just regularly to man, come yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that, but that's you know, and that's why again he may feature in later in the show. Um, but yeah, and his combination with Latrell. Yeah, I mean. It, Luttrell hasn't been playing the best footy and then all of a sudden, and this is another thing, Vilkins, about the Tigers. If you want to put a player back into form, just play against the Tigers. <laughs> really? Everyone turns yep. up? Or- Luttrell, Mitchell, you know, another another player that was, I just love playing against the Tigers. This goes back a while. Um, Frank Pritchard. He was always a very hot and cold sort of player, but put him against the Tigers. He was always man of the match. He's like a kick out as well. Kikau is a much better player, but like Kikau just always plays way way better against the Tigers than than all other teams combined, pretty much. And Latrell's one of those guys. Yeah. He's just like he would just relish the opportunity. You know, uh, Tupo, for example, he scored fifteen tries against the Tigers in like eight games or something like that. Funny thing is, I think you're naming all left side players yeah, here. Yeah, and which, which right, is where Masters right and Nofaluma. Yeah, defend. right edge, right edge of Masters and Nofaluma, and that's not a. Not a, coincidence. Not a coincidence at all. Um, 
but yeah, like any concerns that the Roosters weren't going to be a good team, you know, down the stretch or how would they integrate Kiri back in? I mean, they're, they're gone. And I never had those questions at all. Um, but it just to come back was a phenomenal performance and the, and not only Kiri is the beneficiary of being back, you know, all the Roosters benefit, Latrell Mitchell benefits greatly as well. Um, so, for someone, a high-profile player coming back to a high-profile player getting dumped, phenomenal scenes at um, Shark Park on Sunday. Sean Johnson getting the hook, a legitimate hook, the $1 million player getting a hook after a dismal performance against the baby Broncos. And I thought I'd start with the Broncos uh, full credit to them. This is a an, again a baby Broncos team. Three debutants. I think it's like seven players who have played less than ten games or something like that. Like at the end, they lost um, Sean O'Sullivan uh, to an injury at halftime as well. Um, for them to come back, and yes, uh, Cronulla are under strength. They're missing Fafita, Graham. Who else? I think that's pretty much it. Oh, Moylan went off with an injury as well. Mm. Dugues got injured like four times in the game. Coriates. Oh, yeah, Broncos are missing Oates, and that's pretty much it now, isn't it? Oh, Gillett. You know, so the Broncos had a lot missing, but so did the Sharks, but the Sharks definitely should have won that game. Oh, yeah, 100%. And Sean Johnson is, you know, the 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 main talking point. Um, there was one point where he just ran across the field and then got pushed out. Yeah, just like like, like a medium on the last, like a medium breeze. He, he tried he just, to, It was like he gave up. He tried to go short side, but then there was like five Broncos there, and he's like, "I'm just gonna run this out." Yeah, yeah, I don't bizarre. Know. And the Sharks are in a little bit of a weird thing at the moment. They've lost three consecutive games, despite the fact they've scored more tries in all three of those games. <laughs> and uh, I complain about the Tigers' goal kicking because Isan Costas in this game, big time, because we had an opportunity to go up by 14 points, which is three scoring, mm. three scoring plays. And anyway, put it back to 10 and then two tries in five minutes and the Roosters are on top and never look back. You know, like just something as simple as that can really impact the game. And this is what happened in this game as well. They moved the goal-kicking duties to Townsend and then they moved it to Flanagan and they still didn't do... Yeah, after well. Townsend missed four in a row. Yeah. So... Four tries, 16 points. I think there was a stat. If they kicked all their conversions... They'd be second in if they because if they won all those three games, they'd be second. Yeah, well. So, at when you look at it, you say, well, that that's an absolute disgrace of lost three in a row despite scoring more tries. But you you know, Cronulla would be flipping it and saying, well, hang on a minute, we'd be second if we could kick. So I don't think it's too bad. And I did come out a couple of weeks ago in Luke's segment. I hate to say it and say Cronulla does have potential to win the comp, and they do, but. Worrying signs if if um, Johnson's getting hooked for the Kyle Flanagan because they did look really good when Flanagan was playing in the halves alongside Townsend. So I don't know there. I think SJ did look injured. They um, bandaged up his left or right quad. I can't remember which one it was. Like during the game, right? And he just he wasn't running to the line. He was passing. Like he just looked like something was mm. going on. And so I. I Part of me thinks that even though yeah he did get hooked, but I think they were just kind of like he's he's not good. As soon as I saw him off, I was like, yeah, they finally called him off because uh-huh. he's just he looked injured. I thought it was more like a final straw after that last try. 
Yeah, well, and it probably was. They probably needed to do something, and they realized that he can't do anything on there yeah. because he didn't look himself. But and they replaced him with uh, Woods, yeah. I think, which was another thing. It's like, you know, if you want to do something, yeah, try and get someone else on. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's too much doom and gloom and panic stations at Cronulla, but a game that they were supposed to win could really impact their top four credentials. Mm. No way um, Graham really... Really hurts them. Mm. He's he's terrible. Yeah, he's their central piece. And yeah. uh, Paul Gallen also got injured. Oh, did he? I didn't yeah. see that. He went down as well. Mm. All right. Well, we'll move on to uh, the Olympic team of the week. Now, there's only four games of rugby league, and I don't think any of them really deserved the title this week. So I've gone a bit left field. Did you see the final scores of the AFL on Saturday? Uh, not for all of them, just for just for the Lions game. Hmm. Lions was Lions Sunday. Was Sunday, yeah. But the the Saturday game well, service. Yeah, nah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know the names of the days yeah. of the week. There's, yeah. The Lions. Oh, sorry. The uh, Richmond. Lions were Sunday, Tim. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> so on Saturday, there was the showdown between Port and the Crows, and then there was the derby between uh, West Coast and Fremantle, generally you know, close games and high-profile games. Well, they were both absolute blowouts. Yeah. Um, the Crows were horrific against Port and Fremantle weren't that much better against West Coast. Yeah, man. Fre- I got the 101 to 44 for Port. Yeah. That's, and it yeah. wasn't even, And that was... That doesn't do it justice to the domination of that. Yeah, 122 to 31 for West Coast yes, Eagles. First can, can you see what the score was at halftime for that Port Adelaide game? Because... Uh, maybe. It was... No. It was close. Not from the... Oh, it was? ESPN. Oh, and they I blew have. it out. I thought it was... Right. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the other one that we haven't brought up yet. It was Crows at halftime or 4-11. Mm. So the, oh, yeah, can't kick straight. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So what's that? 35. Port, 6-2. Hmm. So And then just blew them out in the second half. Yeah. And then... So the Crows kicked one goal three in the second half. Mm. I was watching the game. It was yeah. fucking horrible. And the, um, the Gold Coast Suns... Against Richmond, we're down by what ninety four at halftime. Yes, yeah, at halftime. Yeah, crazy. So I think they almost they they may have. Oh, I don't think they won the second half. Mm-hmm. They ended up being about no, one hundred fifty eight to fifty eight yeah. or something. So they they came. They were pretty good in the second half, but fuck. Just, Richmond are probably like just yeah, no, who can, just do don't get injured. Yeah. So in honor of the AFL, because we haven't spoken too much about them this week, we're going to give the Olympic team of the week to. Uh, the three-way tie of the Gold Coast Suns, Adelaide Crows, and Fremantle. Yeah, fair enough. Because it just, I mean, uninspiring. And particularly in those grudge matches, it's kind of like yeah. the origin, you know, for those teams. And just to to phone it in was just awful, awful. Um, yeah, it was horrible. The Suns, I mean, they started kept, off the year right, and yeah, now they're just where where can they be relocated? Like seriously, yeah. Well, at least like, no, no at least, one wants to play with them. They can't draft. Like, at least Carlton looking better. Yeah, Carlton almost. Yeah, oh, well, what, Melbourne just hung on. Carlton were coming back, weren't they? They we got in front. Mm. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, oh, yeah. and then Melbourne kicked one goal right at the end to win. Yeah. And the Lions looked terrific against the Giants away from home as well. So, yeah, I mean there is a lot of positive stories, but that that kind of just it was a, just a horrible Saturday for those yeah. for those teams, and I thought it was worth a mention. Lions could get top four, I reckon, the way they're playing. Are they coming fourth now, or are they fifth on four and against? Well, percentage. Yeah, they're into fourth. Mm. Now, they, yeah, because JBS are fifth. Yeah. I great. still think it's a pretty difficult draw for them to finish up, but um, yeah. Are you going to go out to AFL. the next Lions game, Vilkins? 
You're back on the bandwagon? I've, I've been, in theory, back on the bandwagon, but that's, I feel, incredibly called out. Am I going to go see yeah. the game? Why Why wouldn't I? There you go. I'm on the bandwagon. Shots have been fired. Yeah, yeah. shit. Oh, I, was oh, I wish you hadn't asked me that. I went to the Demons game. It was great. Yeah, yeah probably. Could do a Sporting Woods excursion. Ooh, nice, nice, nice. Wear um, my hat. Yeah, wear your hat. All right, it's that time of the week. Benny G's fantasy feedback. Now- I got crushed because I bought in Takiyaho and injuries have just continued to plague and suspensions as well, continue to plague bye week planning. But now that we've moved out of that bye week, we're in the final stretch. Yeah, so fucking <laughs> the buyers were shit houses here. Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, I, I got trapped with Takiyaho, Milford, yeah, and Mil- Feeder as well. Mil- and. I think if I had them three playing, I would have had 16, mm. so almost a full team. I end up, I almost end up pinning a 1,000 anyway, so it turned out okay with some big scores. But now, yeah, we're, we're it's still a bit of a shit period because a lot of our guns in our teams will be playing Origin, mm. and just depending on how they pull up, depending what time their game is, depending what the club wants to do with them, really depends on whether you play them this week or whether you're still like kind of a bit short with, for players. Um, so you might have yourself playing a few people that you probably don't want to play this week. You just got to keep an eye on um, Teamless Tuesday and just just follow Origin. Just watch them. Watch how many minutes they play. Um, watch the Twitter feeds for the club. Just just look out for the rumors. Hopefully, I mean, I think they they always they were talking about Tedesco getting a rest after Origin three. I mm. um, wouldn't be surprised if they gave Turbo a rest. Hopefully, they don't because I do have him. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's you just got to try and keep it out on, on the socials and f- try and find out before the game starts. I'm just going to run through players that we pretty much need to be looking at on for the for the run home. Hopefully, you've got most of them. I've mentioned a few of them in the last few pods, but um, so you got Bateman at center wing. I think he's a lot better at center wing than is at second row because you probably do have a few second rows scoring better than him. But at center wing, he's probably the highest averaging center wing. Or close to, close to. Tao Malolo, if you just don't have him, just bring him in. It's just easy. Just do it. He's worth a lot, but he's averaging 84. Tommy Turbo, mm. I think everyone would be looking at bringing him in if they don't have him at the moment. He's the only one in the game averaging over 100, which is ridiculous because the next person is Tao Malolo averaging about 85, yeah. something like that. The question is, does he play this week? And that's, that's kind of something... I'm wrestling with because, well, first of all, who do Manly play? Let's let's go to that bit first. South Sydney on the Saturday. On the Saturday. So That's there's, not too bad. Yeah. There is potential for him to play. But do you waste the trade? What happens if he doesn't play? You've wasted the trade this week. You'd be able to find out, surely, because, yeah, I mean, the, the, the people you've probably got in your fullback, at fullback, is Teddy RTS. Is that correct? Teddy CNK. CNK. So they both play after him. So, or are you thinking about keeping CNK and trading him up to center wing? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so assessing who'd, all who'd options. who be getting rid of? Well, I mentioned it last week. I was thinking Latrell or Sherry, but they've both played really well this week. And then I was like, well, maybe Isan because he's not having a good year. And then, but he's, he's not having a good football year, but he's having a pretty decent fantasy year. Yeah. So it makes it hard to, um. And you kind of need to get rid of those high price guys because you got to get. You got to get the money, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. 
I, but I was actually thinking of waiting a week because yeah. I don't know if he's going to do well this week. And he, and he could be a little bit slow. He might just have like an, and, an off game because he is backing up yeah. from origin. But see, Manly need him as well. Yeah, he's so, integral. So it's going to, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'll be leaving my trades very late this week. Yeah. Um, if you're going to bring him in this week, literally wait until 2.15 p.m. on the Saturday yeah. when that final team is out or maybe even like five minutes before the game just to make sure he gets through warm-up. But yeah, hopefully he does play. I want him there. Um, so I've got Cam Smith and Cam McInnes both scored in the mid-70s this week. So if you brought him in for the bye, you've done really well. If you brought Maddo in for the bye, you'd be laughing because he yeah, just turned up on the weekend. Uh, Latrell, I know you, I think you and Luke, you were both thinking about trading him yeah. after this period. But if Kiri is playing, Latrell is a must-have for everyone. If, he will dominate on this front home. If he's not playing six, that's that's what it looks and like. And that's the risk. Yeah. Um, Mamalo, one of the ones I mentioned, came up to round 15, I think it was. He got 91, I think. I don't know if the if it's been updated today yet or not. But yeah, and he had that third try disallowed. So if he scored that, he's looking Is at he, more 120. Yeah. Just see what happens with SJ. I mean... Mm. It's potential. A lot of people will be trading him out just because uh, he looks injured. He got twenty yesterday. He just looks horrible. I don't know the who the best options are because Ponga is still out for another week or two, so you can't really trade him in. I mean, you're probably looking at maybe Munster for the run home as well in that five eight spot if you've got him at five eight. I've got Cleary as well, so yeah, I'm a bit I'm a bit stuck in the halves at the moment. Kiri could be a great option for the run home. Yeah. Well, Luke kept him. Yeah, Luke. And that was a masterstroke in the end. High 90. He almost turned up on, yeah. on the weekend. Luke scored really well this weekend. He didn't have that many playing. No. I think I had more players playing than him in our other league. And yep. he's comprehensively beaten me. Yeah. So I tried to look a bit out of the out of the norms out of and trying to find a few pods. Came up with four people, um, which isn't too many. I apologize. Nathan Brown, he's only owned by about 1% of teams. The Brown source. So if he's if he's starting at lock and he's playing 60 minutes plus, so maybe just see what he does this week. Mm. And, you know, the Parramatta sort of, well, they had the bye this week, but they really played tremendously in that second half. And um, you'll never guess who Parramatta are playing next week. Okay. The Tigers, of course. <laughs> right. And last time they played, they scored 50. Um, and is it at Bankwest? Yeah, and it's at Bankwest as well. So, um, could be a massive game for him. Yeah, this week. In that case, bring in all the Eels players. Yeah, all the Eels players, <laughs> Moses, everyone. <laughs> so, if you don't have Cook, CS9, or Cam McInnes at hooker, another player you might want to look at is Farnu from the Sea Eagles. So, I'm not 100 percent sure how long Happy Corusau has mm. got out, but I think he's got a few, fair few more weeks. Finu's been scoring 60s, 70s without Coruscant. So he could be a great pickup. And I think he's a bit cheaper. I think he's only in the 400,000 range. So if you are thinking of maybe going a bit of a POD in the hooker position, maybe go with them, with him. Uh, Angus Crichton played off the bench again, I think, this week. And he yeah. got a 62. It played really well. So he's mm. playing well. If he, if he gets back into form, nails that starting second row spot, he could be... Really good for the run home. And he's only available for mid 400s. Mm. I think he scored 55, 55, and now 62 in his last three. So he's showing a bit of form and showing what he can do, which is what we all expected him to do. 
everyone, I think at the start of the year, just thought he's just going to be running off Cronk. And just straight into it. Just cut straight through the line. They've just been so dominant down that left-hand side Mm. that he hasn't really seen much of it. Yeah. And then Manu Ma'u, I think he scored almost 90 in his last game. Um, He's available in the centre wing as well. So he's, I think Britton Nakora is the most popular player in the game at 61%. He has been shocking in his last five games. Yeah. He's averaging about 48 for his, even for if, his even class, at, yeah. even at center wing that like, say you take Kenny Mamalo for a, for one, like he could have a game where he gets 30, but then he has games where he gets 120. Yeah. And so it lifts his average up. Nakora's started off really well, but he's just not following through. It's almost like a low ceiling. Yeah, for, for Nakora, whereas like someone like Mamalo's got really high ceiling. Yeah, yeah, and and especially coming on the way into the finals, if you're playing head to head, you want players like that. Mm. Um, I mean, they can they can be the end of your season as well, but they're the players who are going to get you up the rankings. They're the players that are going to win the head to heads with you, with the different uniques and stuff like that. If Nakora was less owned and everyone was getting rid of him, it'd almost be a pod play to keep him. But I doubt. 50% of super coaches are going to get rid of him. In one week, yeah. So, like, if you keep on to him, you just got the risk that he's just going to continue what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, with SJ there, SJ was trying to put him through gaps all weekend, just couldn't do it. Flanagan doesn't pass him the ball. So, if Flanagan's playing instead of SJ, he's, yeah, he's okay. just going to be there Trade for out. tackles and that's it. Okay. The main thing this week is just to watch out for those origin players. I think Cam Murray's an example. He's been playing 30 minutes tops. Off, off the back of Origin, uh, Uncle Wayne's just just keeping him ice pretty Wrestling. much. Just like Classic. Mate. And people are getting rid of him. The more people get rid of him, the more potted play he could be for the run home. I mean, he's not playing well. If he's if he, he's playing in that Saturday game, I probably won't even be playing him in my team this weekend. Right. But he will be the week after because I'm, I'm guessing he'll go back to his 60 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I And particularly because this is the last Origin as well. Yeah. And now with the Broncos kind of winning on Sunday, it really, there's so many teams in that middle section that these are still must-win games, despite the fact that it's after the third origin. So yeah, it's just going to depend on the team sort of mantra as to, to who rests, who plays half, you know, regular minutes and who starts. So yeah, yeah, it's a tough week. And that's why I was like, oh, do I hold off on Tommy Turbo until next week? But yeah, do you take that risk? I would, I'd, be, I'd be playing him. Yeah. But um, next week I'll try and do a bit more of an analysis of the team who runs home and yep. uh, like trying to find out who's got the better matchups. But this week it was pretty pointless because you just – all the gun players – It's going to be dependent yeah. on those origin players. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No dramas. All right. Thank you very much, Benny G. Quickly go to the scores. Benny G's favorite, Wayno. The Stingers, comprehensive win over Jimmy's Ivanette Niage, 889-507. Joe's Guns. Uh, with a win over the bye, Jimmy's Jets six one two to three nine five. Polo's Del Sombrero eight one six in his greatest match victory over Dane. Up to my nuts. Um, the GCG seven twenty one over Poobadoo. Now Poobadoo had six players. <laughs> Poor Poobadoo. Yeah, did well to get four thirty one. Yeah, um, I was a little bit worried about that, <laughs> about that. And um, in the battle of the experts. Uh, the Revolution nine six nine over Basket Straight Ins eight six nine. Oh, they've um they've updated the scores this morning. Mm. Um, quickly on the tipping, 
uh, there's still a game to go with the origin. Mm. Um, so again, starting from the bottom, the new cat in Shalimar, Mickey Free, 68. I'm on 75. Both of us, no jokers. Katie on 79. Only one to pick the Broncos in our league. Uh, so that turned out <laughs> to be a good little victory for her. Polo Del Sombrero and Vilkins both on 80, um, but Vilkins has the superior for and against. Uh, Jess had a shocking week. One, uh, tipped the Tigers, but only because she forgot about Perinara. Uh, so she's on 81. We can forgive her. Yeah. Um, Dogs of War losing top spot this week, uh, 83 to JT um, on 84 points. I'm so far behind. Yeah, you're so far behind. You're going to, like, by our strategy, obviously, is to... Is to get eight from eight on the joke around. Joke around. <laughs> Once all the origin people are back. So, that I think you might see around 18 joker from myself. You know, like, three jokers, though, that's a lot of points. Yeah, but... You know, you don't... <laughs> yeah, if I get two from eight, that's that's four. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, it's more than you would have got otherwise, I mean... Yeah, and Vilkins, you're kind of a wild card as well, because you've still got your one there. I've got one, yes. One, yeah, and so. I meant to do it, yeah, the other mm. week, uh, the week before last, mm. and I would have done quite well, mm. but then I left it too late. Um, and then this week there weren't as many Enough things. Gags, so yeah. nice try. Mm. I nearly did too. But I would probably recommend not doing it this week either. Yeah, I wouldn't do no. it. Just because back up from Origin players are you pretty lame. So yeah, I'm gonna wait like round. I might even go 19, 20, 21 kind of thing. And then for the run yeah. home, just pick favorites. Gonna try and Stephen Bradbury it. Yeah. Well, not yeah. yeah use Within a, the use your joker in the last. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about that, and then I was like, oh, no. Nah. I think I think the better play would be three in a row and then play catch me if you can. Mm-hmm. What if your jokers don't do too? Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, it, it, it sounds <laughs> so confident that they're going to do so well. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds good. Um, yeah. All right, so we'll go into the sweezies now. Lots of honourable mentions, so we'll just quickly race through it. Uh, Xavier Coates' uh, debutant uh, for Broncos at first try was amazing. <laughs> Even the um, one that got disallowed was ridiculous. Yeah, he um he was in the air for like dead set five seconds. <laughs> he jumped from the five meter. <laughs> I know, and he still outleaped people, uh, like three or four of them that were there. I can't remember, but yeah, um, mixed debut though because he was good in the air but horrible, <laughs> horrible on the ground. Um. So, yeah, no, I had to bring that up. Uh, Payne Haas, I mean, he's killing it. Like, Who? Oh, Hayne Pass. Oh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Hayne Pass, sorry. Um, he He's one of those guys, like, even though he didn't get picked for Origin, that that, that game for Origin has just really sort of propelled him up and, and given him that belief that he does sort of belong in that top echelon of players in the competition. He looked fantastic. Uh, we've already mentioned these two, uh, Rapinoe and Alex Morgan for the U.S. women's uh, soccer team to me the the sipping of the tea is just amazing it's just classic zion made his professional debut uh in the summer league and had a one-on-one strip a rugby league one-on-one strip um in the nba uh followed by a, an absolute grown man dunk looked amazing um but that was interesting i was watching that game and i kind of fell asleep and then i woke up and realized that the game had stopped and I was like, oh no, they're only like in the third quarter kind of thing. They had the earthquake. Yeah. yeah. The earthquake happened during the game. They they cut and you could see like the, the Jumbotron thing was shaking. There was another one in LA, the Dodgers versus the Padres and they just kept playing. I'm so like, glad that it's not a real giant problem in Australia. 
Well, like, it can be. I know, I know it can yeah. be, but not as frequent as like no. somewhere like California. Like, can you just? Well, they're on the fault. Like, they yeah. are there, and that's that's what they're saying. Like, it'll just they're they're expecting a lot more mm. for the rest mm. of the year now like, that these just are having happening. to go about your day and be like, oh, whoop, earthquake. Yep. Oh. Sorry, I was late this morning. There was the earthquake splitting apart on yeah. the yeah right on the road. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but I think Zion was he looked a bit underdone as well, and he did pick up a knee injury. So. They were talking about his conditioning and stuff like that. LeBron spends over a million dollars a year on, like, conditioning. So, like, personal trainer, masseuse, nutritionist. Oh, right. Like, all that. like, he doesn't have that much hair tip. No. <laughs> Good guess. Good guess. <laughs> a million dollars. Does LeBron have one of those, like, cryo chambers at his oh, house? Oh, I'm sure he would. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's got it all, like... And I think that's when you come into the, you know, when you go from college and then you're in a system and they, they tell you what to do and then you get all this money and, you know, you let yourself go for a couple of months and then I think he'll be fine once the season starts. But, yeah, it was just, it was quite noticeable when he went out on the on the court there. But I'm sure he'll be fine. And um, the last one I wanted to bring up as an honorable mention is uh, Jorge Masvidal. Now, Relative unknown, <laughs> but maybe not in UFC. Yeah, if you know um, UFC, you UFC know circles. He, I think it'd be uh, uh, a big name. But uh, he has done it. The fastest knockout in UFC history knocked out was it Ben Askren? I think his name is going to be hard to beat with a. Oh. <laughs> Unlike Ben Askren, oh, what up? No, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> setting himself up. Yeah, that opening I made for myself. <laughs> Just crowbarred it in. Yeah. yeah. A running knee. And it was like, Askren was trying to like tackle him like a rugby league tackle. And he just got just a running knee to the head. And he was out before he hit the ground. Mm. Technically, the knockout would have been after one second. Um, and it was also really funny to see because I think, I don't know the full story, but there's definitely a lot of background, like like pre-fight hype and chat. And even when they were doing the introductions in the in the octagon, you could see they were just yelling at each other and throwing chat and then just bam, straight away. And also, it's a shame he doesn't get points because this was also a BDE moment. He's knocked out, like he's snoring on the ground. Then what Masvidal gets down and just absolutely gives him a spray. Yeah, the it, old Stone Cold. Like, very similar to Stone face, Cold yeah. after he does the stunner and then just yells in his face for five seconds. I mean, like... <laughs> The disrespect. Mm, yeah. mm, but obviously, the. I know, wonder what Askham was thinking yeah. when he was getting yelled at on yeah, the floor. The bit I feel for most is that, yeah, UFC, you're training for months for literally this one moment. It's not like, oh, I hope the game is good. I might run into yeah. these players. It's like, no, I'm going to fight that person. Yeah. My training's entirely figured out. Like, how am I going to beat him? Game plan. And then it doesn't yeah. count for anything. But that's the beauty. A beauty. Yeah, it's probably a good word for it. The beauty of UFC. Mm. It just, it's just, you can do all the planning you want and then it's over in a second. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. So now he's got to live with being the quickest knocked out yeah, person in ever. UFC and live with, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it it'll sucks, ever get, man. it sucks. I don't think it'll ever be. Yeah. No, might be that's a, what I mean. How could it be? You How might, might be, be out. Might be a tie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's always begging for a tie. The referee just <laughs> called it a second earlier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe going up against like a narcoleptic that like just <laughs> as the bell, just like, like, yeah. <laughs> done. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, and without being touched, just an in the un- just an, yeah, <laughs> unprovoked, yeah, untouched <laughs> knockout, yeah, yeah, no points, but still yeah, a victory. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, they're all the honourable mentions. Um, 
I feel like I wanted to bring up someone else. Oh, yeah. Ryan Madison. Did you see the try that he scored? <laughs> he was involved in three car crashes and still scored. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Was, was it Leo that tried to, like, yeah, just shoulder take his head out? Yeah. And he just bounced off that. And, and then, then back, bounced off um, Radley. I Radley think it was. and then got hit again late. It kind of just directed him to the line. line yeah, he, was just, was, he just kept his feet moving. And- yeah, off he went. Yeah, that's, that was pretty good. And he had a great game against his former club. Anyway, uh, one point uh, we spoke about him earlier, Luke Keary. Benny G brought it up where I think the Tigers deliberately kicked it to Keary to start the game. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But instead of passing it off, he decided to take the hit up. And I think that did wonders for his confidence. Probably worked out better for him um, to have it that way. And then just his class just shone through um, throughout the game. And, and his combination with Kronk, his combination with Luttrell, I mean, that's that's what's going to win them the comp this year. So having him back on the field, I think all the Roosters' hierarchy are very very pleased with that. Uh, two points, bit bit of left field, uh, goes to Clippers owner Steve Ballmer to give away mm-hmm. 75 first-round draft picks, basically <laughs> because Kawhi said so. Just goes to show, like, like this guy is he's like fifty billion dollars. Like he's like top fifty richest man in the world. Former Microsoft CEO. Just he getting, wants to win. It done. Yeah, and when he bought the Clippers off, you know there was a whole thing with the previous owner, which we won't go into. But when he bought it, he said, "I'm not, I'm not playing second fiddle to anyone. I've lived my life being number one. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, the Lakers are clearly the number one team and probably will always be the number one team in LA." And Bond was like, "No, nah, I'm fucking changing that." And this was his moment. He's waited. He he had Lob City with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and all that sort of stuff. And then it just wasn't working. Got rid of all of them. And now this is his opportunity to assert his dominance in LA and be the number one team. And for a franchise that's always been second fiddle and, and historically missing playoffs mm, yeah, and, and making bad front office decisions and things like that, this is now their time. And... For him to make this decision is just goes to show the onions on the bloke. Especially when people aren't as hot with the uh, Lakers. Yeah. Lakers, yeah, and yeah. The, the Lakers are... Not that they're down. They're not at the height of their powers. Yeah. Yeah. But not at the perceived height, let's say. They've yeah. got a few because, good players. Because they've got LeBron. I mean, like, Oh, yeah, I'm not saying they're the yeah. worst. Yeah. The, Up until not s- as good as they were with like, so, Kobe. Yeah. And- yeah. Up until Saturday, they were probably favourites to win the title. So like like you know like they're still okay, well, disregard everything. Yeah, but I but, think the odds but were no no it. but it does yeah. it's that perception of like now that Kawhi now that Paul you know we spoke about it earlier Paul George didn't want to play with LeBron let's let's mm. call it that um had the option to play there didn't and then went to um they're still going to run into each other at the bars and the clubs um that was alleged court. by yeah. the way well, I mean, on the court Paul George allegedly didn't oh, want to alleged. play with sorry, him. Sorry, sorry. Everything's oh. alleged. Oh. Thank, you. Thank you, Benny G. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the onion's on Ballman to do it. I mean, he's not a he's not a player and doesn't have a performance. But, um, yeah, this is his chance and he's he's going hard out for it. So, uh, we'll see what happens. He's got that big dick. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the money. Um, and three points. <laughs> and yeah, a bit of money. And, and, and a fair bit of cash. And three points again. We've mentioned her... Uh, earlier in the episode with the foreshadowing, Elise Perry, 3.7 for 22. Um, yeah, I mean, and Australia are well on their way to, well, to winning well, the Ashes. What was that, Nick? Were you awarding a AFL goal or were you no. suggesting the size of... <laughs> yes. <laughs> alleged, alleged. Alleged penis. Alleged. <laughs> well, she um, win. I mean, like, yes, you're not wrong. So, yeah, it was rugby league... Wasn't rugby league heavy this week, and that that's again reflected in Sweezy's. But I mean, seven for in an Ashes, like 
It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal performance. Mm. So, um, well done to Elise Perry. Three points in the Sweezies. All right. So before we get into the shit sauce shootout, we'll do a quick origin preview. So last last week we we mentioned the hot take of the um, selections. And there's still been a little bit of movement in the Queensland camp. We spoke about Munster moving to fullback, and that seemed to have come true. But the latest news coming out of the Origin camp, um, not from Dobbo or anyone like that, just it's been reported by multiple people now. Um, we don't have Luke's connection, uh, Luke's line, sorry, with Dobbo mm. um, this week. But Moses Embai looks like he may play centre with Michael Morgan moving back to a utility style role. It's a massive task for Embai because he's going to be up against Trevojevic. Oh, fuck. So, yeah. and I think look, Morgan it, does play that utility better. Yeah. Which is probably why. Because he's bigger. Yeah. And he can play more as a lock, whereas Moses Embai would play more as like a running nine, like a Brandon Smith. Oh, no, not like no. a Brandon Smith, like a Fainu kind of role. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a better analysis because Brandon Smith does play lock. He's a, he's <laughs> so, yeah, a beast. No, yeah, so no. But Michael Morgan can play more of a lock as well. So um, it opens up them to have have him play more minutes as well instead of having Embiid just play like the last 10 when it's all over. Um, Corey Norman comes in to start at 5'8". Um, and we, again, we spoke about it last week where he can't be that 14. And that's why I think they've really looked at the bench and said, well, we need bigger bodies. And I think Morgan ticks a lot more boxes as a utility role than he does being out in the centers, whereas Embi has played centers for the Tigers. Um, but it's actually been by default because um, friend of the show, local boy Corey Thompson, uh, has just been playing that well at fullback that they didn't want to... He's been unreal. Yeah, he's been fantastic. I love him. Yeah, so that's going to be the big story for Quinton. And they also, did you see this? They also brought back the Whisperer. Remember the guy who told him not to talk about New South Coach Wales? So like a you, Macbeth situation. So when... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and he was like, you know, if you if you visualize and if you don't, if you just focus on your own performance and don't even acknowledge that they're there and blah blah blah. This is all uh, this yes, backlash. Yes, it was like yes, six thousand yes. dollars. Actually, an hour. yes. Yeah, I just got tackled by nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We play. We just. We Where just did that come the, from? We just I mean, that makes sense. No when you're, if you're Coca Cola, it's like don't acknowledge Pepsi. Pepsi. Don't yeah. let other people know. But yeah, if you're, yeah. A but state this of is this guy. Team, but but. Yeah. It worked because we won the first game and then we he, he was nowhere to be seen for game two. So I think Kevy just did it, you know, as a good mind thing for the players as well, just to bring him back because of what happened in the first game and blah, blah, blah. Um, for the New South Wales side, um, Tarek Sims goes out with a suspension and that brings in Clem. And we did, again, we did speak about it where I didn't think Clem was necessarily guaranteed a spot because of, not because of anything that Clem's done, but just because of the makeup of the bench from game one to game two and how it all worked. And it worked fantastic for, for New South Wales. The other big story is Queensland's favourite New South Welshman, Mitchell Pearce, comes in for the injured Nathan Cleary. Now, we all know about Mitchell Pearce's history with Origin. Oh, with Origin, yeah. Sorry. Three guns somewhere else. No. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to bring up that. <laughs> I'm just I'm, from a purely football perspective. We know we know his struggles. We know he's been the scapegoat for New South Wales over the decade of dominance. Him and Gal, but mainly Pierce 
and his inability to get the team over the line. He now comes into the best team that he's ever had in Origin, let's be real, um, against probably the worst Queensland team that he's ever faced. An excellent opportunity to right some wrongs and get the shield that I don't want to say that he deserves, but like it would be a good redemption story for him. Um, Hope it doesn't happen. But if New South Wales lose, what does this do for his like mental state? Yeah. Did you see the professor's... Johnny Bateman and yeah, Josh Hudson was on. Yeah. And they had like a quiz and they had and it sort of said like, who is the scapegoat for Queensland if they if they lose? And the options are kind of like Kevy and all this stuff. And it was like bad refing or yeah. something like that. And then it was like, who is the scapegoat if New South Wales lose? A Mitchell Pierce. B Mitchell Pierce. Yeah. C Mitchell Pierce and D Mitchell Pierce. Yeah. But that and they picked D and it was C, so they got it wrong. Oh, wrong. Yeah, but that's it. But it was but Mitchell Pierce's Pierce. fault, so. and, it, and yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. But it is fucking it's, true. It's a hundred percent true. Yeah. And as a Queensland supporter, it would just like there's either way you look at it, there's some sort of poetic justice in it because Pierce finally gets his moment after just trying so hard and falling short so many times to a team to a Phenomenal champion team. team. Um, but then on the same side, it's just same old, you know. Same shit, just different year. And it set up, you know, the decider. And this is another good stat I wanted to bring up for stat chat. There's been 19 deciders. This is the 20th decider. New South Wales have only won four. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's interesting. Four out of 19 deciders. What's that, like 20%? No. Not even a quarter, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just another layer there. Now, Queensland, the last time Queensland won a decider in Sydney was 2013, which was a game that Benny G and I attended. And with, was, with all, the streaker. Was, was also known for the streaker. Coming which, in, uh, lost, ruining which my multi. Which we had nothing to do with. <laughs> ruined my multi. Um, it was just a coincidence so, that these yeah, two no, were there. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's history on the line in sort of all angles. But you can't tell me you win by 32 points in game two. That you know, there's going to be some sort of 33 point turnaround mm. three weeks later. Well, with that coach whisperer back, mm, you never know. And history on your side with the numbers and whatnot. Yeah, like we win 80 percent of deciders. It could mm. all just be a mental thing. You know, mm. walking in with that, you're like, okay, well. But yeah, who knows? I, think, I mean, yeah. definitely not me. <laughs> but Mitchell Pierce really has the chance, I think, to to shatter the reputation or, or just really get that victory and i think that might not that it not that new south wales need any motivation but just i think there would be some sort of chat in the group of like you know he's the last one now all of them are these new kids that that were never apart maybe clem that were that never played against you know this invincible team and so i think there might be a, a lot of a lot of referencing back to that not to necessarily bring up the heartache, but really like what motivates Pierce, you know, and his form's been fantastic this year. And that has a lot to do with, a lot, you know, it says a lot about Newcastle at the moment and things like that. And he's obviously in a good headspace after everything that's happened and blah, blah, blah. But this is his time. Like, this is it. Like, I, I don't think he'll play another origin unless there's injuries again. Mm. Um, so this is his one chance to, to right all the wrongs. And in his mind, I think it, this victory would, would, 
justify all those losses. So I think that's an... Not that it has been played out in the media too much. It's kind of an understated little thing, but I expect New South Wales to dominate and win 20-plus. I'm 95% sure they'll win. Yeah. I I, I can't And that's see- not just because like I want to be like, oh, make them the favourite so we can be an underdog, yeah, no. but it, they're just the fucking better team. <laughs> they're the better team, and they've been the better team in all games. Yeah. It was just Queensland took the opportunities in game one. Queensland played Origin the way Origin should be played in game, game one. Yeah. Where New South Wales just sort of didn't. Well, they, I think they, they just turned up expecting to win. Yeah. Well, after the first half. Fuck, yeah. They'll, yeah. They'll yeah. So, yeah. And again, it's like New South Wales were who we thought they were in game two. <laughs> and um, now yeah, they're playing I, at home. Yeah. The yeah. Playing at home in the third game. And, and Pierce back. Pierce and, and Queensland going to have, have made a couple of changes, making some positional changes. Norman's debuting as, you know, as a 5'8 in origin for a decider away from home, like, Lots of question marks. So, yeah, I'd expect New South Wales to win and win well. Big call, but a sensible one. New South Wales 1-12 for me. Yeah, no, I'll go 13+. plus. I think I think it could potentially be what it was in Perth where, like, it's close early and mm. then New South Wales get 12 ahead with, with you know, 20 to go and then it's just a bloodbath. Yeah, I, I think Queensland will show more heart in this game than they did in game two. Well, I hope so, yeah. But um, I, I just... And I, and I used to say it all the time when we were like three in a row ahead, four in a row. You just kind of like, oh, I can't see us winning again. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like that now. Mm. And obviously, I want them to win, but I generally, they're just the superior team. Mm. Yep. Queensland will need to just play out of their skin and hope New South Wales have a shocker. Yeah, that's 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 the only way Queensland wins. If they if all seventeen players play the game of their life and five of New South Wales don't, like that, that's it. So, yeah, that's our little origin preview. We'll check back next week to see how good we are. <laughs> the, um, well, that brings us into I've got a shit-sourced shootout here. Oh, yeah. If you're interested, I've got Luke that sent in a question. Mm, is this going to be another one of those weird belt things? It's not, not going to be one of those <laughs> belt things. All right, let's get into the shit-sourced shootout. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, because Luke's not here this week, he sent through a question for the shit okay. source shootout. Yeah, we'll lead in with that one. Oh, what excellent, dip? excellent. What dip was Drake referring to? <laughs> yeah. Was it A, guacamole? <laughs> Straight up, we must be able to find that out. <laughs> Someone will know. All right, what's Luke's question? Well, here's the question, Tim. <laughs> will the boys get this one? It, it's more of an opinion. He's asking your opinion oh, of something. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's a little little outside the box. Oh, I'm nervous uh, uh, No pun intended, as you'll see. Um, look, basically, he said that him and his wife, shout out Katie, him and his wife bought a pack of 24 random ice cream box thing, right? Like, there's obviously some sort of ice cream box that you can buy that's, like, random. Yeah, like on a stick, them. almost like a paddle pop thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and his, uh, one of his parents-in-law picked one of the only two special Magnum ice creams in there. Mm-hmm. Out of the, like, 24, two of them were, you know, special super-duper Magnum with whatever inside and whatever. Mm. So his question is, when given the choice of another's box of creams, is it acceptable to pick the best one in the box when there's only two in there? Is it a dog act or not? Okay. I'll 
are they all packaged the same or are they packaged I'm so glad that you asked because I asked him about a million follow-up questions. You can't just lead with that. Yeah, no. yeah. Okay, so that's uh, my first question. Yes, they are all packaged the differently same. and or, individually. Or they're packaged differently so you know what the special you ones are. You know which okay. ones, yes. And in a 24-pack, why is there only two of the special ones? Like, Again, it's not I don't evenly- know why he's buying this. I can't defend his no. actions. I mean, d- um, look, it's a good, <laughs> good way to live your life. Don't defend oh. any. Yeah. Luke does, um, <laughs> but um, shout out to Luke. Shout out. Um, so you know, in a pack of twenty-four, usually it's like six lots of the four different things. Mm. So in this, it's is that not, a two? So is that a mispackaging by the by the by streets or Peters or whatever? I, I would assume it's like you know, like uh, X amount chocolate, X amount vanilla, blah mm. blah blah, and then to really sell you on the box, right. it's like here's two premium mm-hmm. ice creams instead of yeah. Well, um, he, now he did also when he offered said that they were free to pick any one. There it is, and that's exactly what I was going to say. Yep. If if Luke, you really wanted those special ones, you would have taken them out of the box, <laughs> put them in a separate place, not wrong. and then when you go, oh hey, I got some ice cream, you just. Bring out the box of all the normal ones. Yeah. Hey, there's only 22 in there. Let's start yeah, a riot. Don't, don't give them the option and then be like, yeah. but I'm watching you. Yeah. You better not take the special ones because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want them. You got to take them out first. I mean, I do that with like favorites and stuff all the time. 100%. Sure. I'm like, if, sure. I, if I want the was it, the bubbly mint ones, for some reason I really like them, Yuck. but there's not that many in there. You can have them. I take them. Mm. Or I like, I like I use flakes. The, I use the yeah. box of flavors uh as well, like if you especially love morrow, that's on you to be like, oh, here have these, but oh, could you leave me some morrow bars or whatever? Mm-hmm. But yeah. if it's like only two morrow bars in it, and the rest of the um, you know, mint candy or whatever uh, that you don't like, yeah. when someone offers you one, do you go, oh fuck yeah, you know, mm-hmm. uh, morrow? I mean, like, I guess you do. Yeah, I, you have that. to. I'd yeah. yeah, just yeah. because, like, common courtesy, yes, but like, more of averages. Guy- but yes, also true. <clears throat> yeah, I did, d- don't give him the options. Mm. Like, you want to buy a pack of twenty-four? I mean, there's your first problem. But you know, you got if there's only two there and you really want them and you bought them just for those two, put them to the side and then not wrong. Don't open it up in front of everyone and say, "Oh, have whatever you like." Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> well, I mean, hold the phone. The, what's the other option? Uh, Luke's wife comes and says, hey, my parents are coming over. And Luke goes, fuck. Fuck, drive the guys came. Give me 20 minutes and he's going through the freezer. <laughs> just, like, just like throwing them everywhere, yeah. just like straight in. Uh, just throwing them in the cutlery drawer for later. Just- yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, yeah no, well, well no, there you go. And again, it always comes back to Luke's fault. <laughs> but yeah, like he set himself up for failure is what happened there. Yeah. Put yeah, yourself in just- situations that you know you can win. It's not the most polite thing to do, but, like, it's not socially wrong. Let's be real. If if this question was asked that someone else offered and Luke took it, I would have said, Luke, you're a dickhead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you would do that. You can't win. No. Can't win. So, um, yeah, no, sorry, Luke. I think think you set yourself up for Mm. failure there. Also, really, I mean, like, he could have bought a box of 24 ice creams and seen which ones we picked. Just mm-hmm. out of like, you know, if any of us went like, oh, yeah, I'll have the Magnum, mm. thanks. Oh, yeah, I mate, I love nothing more than a seven o'clock um, <laughs> breakfast uh, Magnum. Yeah. 
With the caramel. What's what that was, one what called? Probably the other Ego. ones. Ego. Oh. Yeah, and see, it also depends what the other ones were. If they're bullshit That, that information I don't have. Yeah. See, if the good mm. ones are ones everyone likes, I mean, obviously, they're going to go to that one. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that would be my feeling. I reckon it's got to be average ones and then who are magnums. Yeah. I mean, like, personally, I... Yeah, I don't know. I think I probably would... Wouldn't go the if I was special the, ones. If I was the visitor, yes. I don't know if I would go that one. No. But I also don't have BDE. Yeah, no, yeah. that's it. So, like, if, and if, if I you like had, it, if you had, what you it, want. You know, if you had BDE, you'd just be like, well, you're offering, so yeah. I'm going to take yeah. it and you're going to watch me eat it. <laughs> Here I go. Yeah. I- <laughs> so, maybe it was a power play by yeah, Maybe the they've been listening to the, the pod wow, and they're like, see, I want to get on the BDE. You need to take this see, motherfucker down a peg. I mean- Picking ice creams out of a box just has so many levels. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> look, yeah, I, be, I made look, fun of be. him, but he's not wrong. There, yeah, yeah. There, there's it's a heated so, discussion. Yeah, something, something extra to think about, Luke. See, you, you had a, you, been, you asked a question about ice creams, and now you're questioning the relationship with your father-in-law. Oh. <laughs> What's the meaning of life? Rough day. <laughs> Rough day for some bloke who's not here to defend himself. Yeah, and he's got a <laughs> shitty ice cream to have it with. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can mull it over with, with the and worst. And the three points and the sweezies goes yeah, to, to Luke's, <laughs> Luke's father-in-law. <laughs> oh, we'll have to change the sweezies. <laughs> we'll just we'll carry him over to next, next week. Next week, he yeah. Can, yeah, he can be can like, be like a, number carry- two is uh, Luke's mother-in-law. <laughs> Carryover champ. <Yeah. laughs> like, what? Oh, shit. Yeah, no, sorry, Luke. Okay, so uh, sorry. No, I can't believe I'm going to add more to it. But no, like, keep going. On the flip side, if I had done that and found out somebody was upset about it, I can't imagine me like calling them up and apologizing. No, I'd you be know? like, like you wouldn't be like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I took the no, nice ice cream." No, be like fuck. You, maybe man. if maybe if like you open it, took the first bite, and it goes, "Oh shit, I wanted that," and you're like, "Oh sorry, bro." <laughs> yeah. Don't offer it. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, you'd feel like such a just. Such a prick to be like, oh, actually, you can't have that. It's like it's that perfect sort of like level one tragedy. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like, basement oh, level tragedy. That's yeah. it. Just like yeah. Okay, sorry. <sighs> oh, look, great question posed, and I like where Luke's going with the sweezies, uh, with the sweezies, with the shit sore <laughs> shooter as well. Just like awkward social situations. Yeah, no, it's not I bad don't idea. mind it whatsoever. Yeah, I don't mind it. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> I was trying <laughs> to be awkward by thought- saying it was awkward. Didn't really work. Uh, now it's, now it's- <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. but we're back. Yeah. Okay. I don't have an awkward question. I'm I'm going back to um a fan favorite here. Uh, sports. Oh. And tradition. Yes. So we've brought back sports and tradition. Still ready for that one. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> um. You guys say sports so many times in an episode. Yeah. And then- <laughs> <laughs> I love sports. <laughs> <laughs> tradition. <laughs> no, wrong time. Um. So yeah. No. Uh. This. This uh, edition of uh, Sports and Tradition is music-related. So, three questions, uh, multiple choice. Now, I'm going to start with the easy one first. Now, the boys will get this, but I don't know. (laughs) Benny G. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure if Michael knows the first one. The other two are pretty up in the air. So, question one. Chase the Sun by Planet Funk is the unofficial anthem of which sporting entity? Is it A, the Professional Bull Riders Incorporated, or the PBR? Is it B, Euroleague Basketball? 
Or is it C, the Professional Darts Corporation? I know heaps about this. Uh, it's got to be darts. And it's a ripoff of an... The guy that wrote all the scores for, like, the spaghetti westerns, like The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly and whatnot. Oh. He wrote that song. I'm going to look it up now. I can't believe I've got something to Well, share. yeah, I've got... Oh, that's great. I didn't <gasps> think... I, I was like, I don't know if Philkins will know this. Wait for it. Oi, oi, oi. There you go. Yeah, Vilkins. Yeah. Correct. Oh, guys, get, get ready to have... Oh, here we go. Alone. But here's the original. You know it's a good source shootout when people have extra trivia on top of the trivia. Yeah, that is good. Vilkins, <clears throat> <laughs> as soon as you said it, was like, I fucking got you. <laughs> yeah, I know it. I'm one of the boys. <laughs> one week, it's going to be just like, you know... Me and you, Tim, and you'd be like, oh, shit, uh, family, there were some boys here to answer the question. Yeah, a little bit of... Oi, oi, oi. That's pretty cool. I didn't think that was a thing. Yeah, man. I'm almost They go to court over, Upset. over that? Beg your pardon? They go to court over that? A court over that. So they go oh, to court. court. Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, you probably just pay royalties. It's one of those, like, an upsetting amount of, like, uh, <coughs> songs that you hear, especially with, like, really sick hooks. You look them up and you're like, oh, so you just straight up lifted that from this. Yeah. Uh, most surely egregious. They, uh, surely they have to consult them before they use it oh yeah often like the damage is already done like daft punk uh and i mean led zeppelin for two non-recent uh things Ooh, uh, what one's that well like what's the led, one with- led zeppelin have heaps uh because they were just blues songs so they would do their version of them and then because it's the 70s they'd be like uh buy led zeppelin and because they're just a massive band everyone goes oh it's a led zeppelin song oh, okay. and the original writers are like uh excuse me uh, but the uh, the classic one is the Rolling Stones and um, who sings Bittersweet Symphony? Uh, the Verve. The, the Verve, yeah. And just recently, Rolling Stones gave up the royalties to let the Verve have it again. Mm. Um, yeah, right. I uh, thought it was um, uh, that Queen and David Bowie. Dun, well, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, also true, but that's more like stealing like uh, uh the music, like uh. Like the composition, as opposed to just stealing literally, like the music. Uh, I know that doesn't make sense, like the yeah. audio recording of it. Yeah. Um. Uh. The Barbara Streisand song. It's literally just a Boney M song that they then rent, like Barbara Streisand over the top. <laughs> yeah. And you listen to the original, you're like, oh, so this is just <laughs> this yeah. song, and then you just yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's just very lazy. Music. How dare you? Music. Yeah. All right. I got. I got it. I can move on to question two. Thank you for padding. Is it a, <laughs> no is it a banger. Uh, is and, it a bang? And, and bom, as bom, far as bom, I can see, bom. didn't go to court. It was just okay. just a thing. There the the melody's taken from this song. The end. So, yeah. I mean, classic song in the darts. Benny G's been to a couple of the darts. Uh, <laughs> Can't remember them. No. no I, don't, I don't think anyone remembers them. <laughs> One was in Mackay. Yeah, when they when they all came out. Yeah, that was right. the last one. I thought one you meant that's um, where it landed up. That was the last one that Phil, Phil Taylor, Taylor went to. Yeah. I was going to oh, do a- shit. I was, See, even I, he's a big proper darts yeah. person. Yes. Even I, I was going to think of tailoring it to just Phil Taylor, what's his walkout music. Yeah. But then I was like, um, maybe too hard. Anyway, okay. Question two. Prior to the opening kickoff, the University of South Carolina's football team uses which song 
to hype up the crowd. And these are all just classically used by everyone. Is it A, Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes? Is it B, Sandstorm by Darude? Or is it C, Song 2 by Blur? I don't know this one. No, I, I think Seven Nation Army. I know that's big in like arenas <laughs> oh, and stuff, easy for people uh, to sing. Uh, uh, mm. As opposed to like, I mean, I could definitely see Sandstorm, but like, I'm trying to imagine <laughs> That'd be freaking uh, yeah, people singing along. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, uh, or what was Woo-hoo! C? Yeah, yeah, also. also. But I could see oh, that man. being a tradition, something they started in like, you know, early 2000s and mm. then just now keep playing it. I really hope it's Sandstorm, so I really want to go with that. <laughs> I'm going to go A. White Stripes? Yeah, White Benny Stripes. Benny G? Yeah, I'll go to Rude. Oh. All right. The answer will be revealed by my attendance Ooh. at a game. Now I've got to make sure the volume's on. Yeah, volume's on. Okay, here we go. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> USC, 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 USC. Oh, that's so good. Is that you? Yeah, oh, this wow. is this is actually this is video me. as well. This... Holy moly! So it's eighty-two and a half thousand. That's mental. Yeah, that was the last. That would pump you up. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was the last game I went to in my states trip. Both trips. Yeah, it was awesome. That was um, Jazzy T and I pump up song when we drove down to Sydney for the 2017 oh, yeah. grand yeah. final. Keeps you going. Uh, the drive home was not quite the same. <laughs> <laughs> and that song was not That's played. Okay. okay, question three. Former New York Yankees closing pitcher Mariana Rivera famously walked out to which song? Is it A, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Nirvana, B, Gangster's Paradise, Coolio, or C, Enter Sandman, Metallica? <laughs> what was his name again? Mariano Rivera, uh, one of the greatest Sandman, the greatest pitchers of all time. Was his nickname the Sandman? Oh, I cannot. I'm, I'm going to go see. I'm going to go. Yeah, Metallica. I don't know who it is. I don't know what it is, but I really hope it's B. You can't vote for Sandstorm again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, B again. Oh. There was an ad before it. On <laughs> Someone got stitched up on Facebook. <laughs> Wait for it. Okay. Yep. The new iPhone's out. Cool. Wait for it. Greatness coming into the Yankee game for the final time here in the Bronx. Number 32, Mariano Rosario. Yes. And then just, it's pretty sick. Yeah, for so a guy who like never heard the song and like that was his theme song, like coming over from Dominican Republic or somewhere. Yeah, um, iconic for the New York Yankees. Whenever you'd hear that um, at Yankee Stadium, you knew the game was over. That's how good he was. Damn. Yeah. So that concludes. Uh, this week's edition of sports and tradition. Thank you. What would be your um your song you'd want to come out to? Good question. I've thought about this so much when I was doing this. Um, I the Tiger's good. Um, I also like um, Money Trees by uh, Kendrick. I also like uh, On Top by Flume. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. To, that would be a good walkout song. 
Um, I, I, you're going to have to come back to me for my answer, mm-hmm. but I know a friend of the show, Alex Jones, uh, has the perfect answer for this. He really wants uh, Sam and Dave's hold on, I'm coming. And he's not wrong. It's a fucking badass. I don't know. He that. I, know I like the title. I like the title. Oh, you'd re- oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. I think Flume, like, on top, is pretty good because it's got like rap. It's got a good, good beat. I mean, like, we're 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 killing copyright. This, but, like, <laughs> yeah, no, right. but like, let me Special. just get there because, like, this, I think just to set it up, it sounds good. So for four like, years, deciding to get sued. Just imagine like being a wrestler and just like letting the build up and then you come out when it crescendos with fireworks. Right, this bit. I can picture it. I can I see it. Out. I mean, like, that's pretty cool. That would be a cool entrance. I like that. Yeah. I don't... I think mine would have to be some sort of Kanye or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It'd have to be definitely rap related. I yeah. just feel like that over the... Or rock. B, Darude. Dar- oh, I stand so Yeah, every answer. Yeah. Remember, it was every like um, there was something on Nova where they had like... They've started playing the song and if you could name the song, if you said like stop, like right at the start and name the song, you get like more money and they mm. count like, um, they keep saying like how much money you've got and like it goes lower and lower the longer the song goes on. Yeah. And I literally was obviously when you're listening to it on the radio, you, you know, you, yeah. it's so much easier. Yeah. When then. But you- like I heard like one second, it was like, and I'm like, Drew yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh man, I wish I had that. Yeah. I'm like that with uh, Simpsons clips when you're flicking past the TV. Yeah. I can see like half a frame. And you'd be like. And you're like, yep, great episode. You don't win friends. <laughs> yeah. You don't win friends with salad. <laughs> um, I think the best wrestling theme song to bring it Poor. back to Vilkins is this one. Fuck ad. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Let it play. <laughs> okay. Here you go. I think I know what you're going to say. We got a special guest tomorrow. Yes, oh. we do. Great choice. I see clearly. I mean, it just it just gets you so amped. I feel it's a huge part of his character. Oh, hundred percent. And like, like when that because they like his song. Yeah, and when they when he runs out to the smoke and it's like oh. I like that's that's the best one. I I, I the game. Uh, that's also very good. Uh, just just to be clear. Uh, greatest theme song is uh, "Sexy Boy." Uh, oh, for Shawn Michaels. Yeah, um, but like, but in terms he of like, he's an, cute. yeah, <laughs> he knows, he, he's, he knows sexy. he's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but like, yeah, I just think the Edge 53 one is fifty-three-year-old man, yeah. <laughs> born again Christian. <laughs> hey, kids. But yeah, I think the Edge one's pretty good. I, I think from a wrestling perspective, that's a good one. But I think if I was like playing cricket for Australia, it's like. Coming out to bed at number six. I'd, I'd probably, I think I'd want flume. <laughs> booty, booty, booty. Yeah. Booty, <laughs> <everywhere>. <laughs> yeah, Mr. I mean, once upon a time, I it would have been Miss No booty. booty. But yeah, I think that's, uh, yeah, that was a good question. There you go. There's mm. another mm. social question for the shit source shootout. Benny J. Yeah. What, what a fantastic way to end mm. the episode. Yeah, there you go. All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, just to wrap everything up, um, big, big weekend sport this week. Uh, World Cup semi-finals, 
Uh, Wimbledon in second week, so hopefully Barty continues to uh, to dominate. Uh, Tour de France has kicked off already. Um, I don't know. I haven't look. I haven't watched any so far, but there'll be when I watch the cricket, you'll go flick in between the overs and <laughs> check. I think that's what everyone's going to be doing. Um, but I just wanted to bring up before we go, uh, two milestone matches coming up this weekend. And Cam Smith plays his 400th um, against Cronulla um, this weekend. Uh, phenomenal effort and speaks to the longevity. Doesn't look like the fittest bloke. Doesn't look like the strongest bloke. But um, just his ability um, to avoid injury for a start and just put himself in the right positions, uh, you know, in game situations and things like that um, is the reason why he's been able to play so many games. Um but, you know, there is a lot of luck that comes with it um, without getting injured. But I think he's just been smart enough not to really get involved in a lot of high-risk sort of... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like high-risk plays and things like that, that that cause, you know, your ACLs and things like that. So He plays a position that doesn't have to. Doesn't yeah, he? yeah. He just exactly. inserts him when he needs to. But, you know, yeah, he's... He's been say what you want about Cam Smith, you know, to to get to this point is is just phenomenal and and never been done before. So congratulations to him. Thanks um, to the Super League, Steve Menzies. Yeah, well, yeah, like Menzies obviously played. Well, how many did he play? He played more than four hundred. If you count, if yeah, you count, count Super, Super League, League yeah. but I think James, if you count Super League, James Graham's up there as well. I think he may have played more games than Singer. But yeah, four hundred NRL games has never been done before. And also, uh, Sporting Woods' favourite um, rugby league player, Benji Marshall, celebrates his 300th game uh, against Parramatta. So, you know, good 50-point loss there. Um, you know, obviously, my my childhood hero, my favourite player, um, there was a point in time when he went to Rugby Union and then he played at St. George and played at the Broncos. But um, just I've always loved him and, and he'll always be my boy and you know, five shoulder reconstructions, um, you know, when he was just starting off, um, had a really amazing period between 2009 and 2011 where he was the best player in the competition and um, the Tigers just couldn't get it done in, in finals. And um, he's had he's had a lot of ups and downs throughout his career, but he's a premiership player. He's a World Cup winner. Um He's got a highlight reel like no other player in the history of rugby league, um, and it's it's fantastic to see that he got to three hundred games because there was a point there after he got after his contract expired at St George that he was done, and the and Uncle Wayne gave him a lifeline, and he's never looked back in the last couple of years. So, uh, congratulations, Benji. Um, I wish I was going down for the game, but I just can't for a variety of reasons. But um, yeah, just thought it was worth mentioning. He'll be stoked. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. To get him a shout Yeah, out. cheers. Yeah. Yeah, cheers. Hopefully, He'll understand. Hopefully yeah, next okay. time you meet him, you've saved Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, we'll... S- that was, yeah, there'll be a lot to recap next week. So for sure. We'll see you then. Bam, 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 bam. And then make like a... Bye, 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 bye.